Hello, I am Brother Fris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Be Like Jesus, based on our reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8 to 13. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. But meats commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For if any man see these which has knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when we ye sin, so against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat made my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. The word of God is something else. It really deals with all aspects of our lives as Christians. Take, for instance, the counsel that was given the brethren in the current, and by extension, all of us, regarding the eating of meat that's offered to idols. The Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, makes a thorough examination of this matter and lines the consideration that the Corinthians should give to eating of meat that is offered to idols. Paul also implies in this counsel that God expects his followers to reflect his image in the way they treat the eating of meats offered to idols. Let's just take a few minutes to meditate on the counsel that he provided in verses 8 to 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 8. This is what the word of the Lord said. But meats commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For if any man see these which have knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat these things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when we sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meats make any brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. It appeared that there was some controversy among the brethren in Corinth about the eating of meats that were offered to idols. Some of the Corinthian brethren believed that the people should not eat any meat offered to idols, while others believe the total opposite. This caused some major issues between these two groups of people, so they asked Paul a question 
on the matter to see how they could resolve the issue. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, provided some useful context to this very important counsel. This is what he said. The apostle, having granted and indeed confirmed the opinion of some among the Corinthians that idols were nothing, proceeds to know to show them that their inference from this assumption was not just, namely, that therefore they might go into the idol temple and eat of the sacrifices and feasts there with their heathen neighbors. He does not indeed here so much insist upon the unlawfulness of the things in itself as the mischief such freedom might do to the weaker Christians, persons that had not the same measure of knowledge with these pretenders. Some of the brethren were of the assumption, based on the knowledge that since an idol was not really God, there was nothing wrong in going into an idol temple and eating the meats that were offered in the service. Paul was of the view that not because we have knowledge, this means that we can act based on this knowledge without considering how our actions may impact on those who are looking on. Paul indicated in verse 13 that even though something may appear innocent in our eyes, because of our knowledge, we must refrain from doing it if our actions could cause someone else to stumble and lose their grip on salvation. Here Paul was saying to the Corinthians, and by extension all of us, that God is going to hold us accountable for the negative influence that we have on the spiritually weak individuals around us. God expects us to be our brother's keeper and ensure that we help those who are weak to become stronger in the Lord. In commenting on verse 13, Matthew Henry said the following, He enforces all with his own example, verse 14. Wherefore, if meat makes my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while he's the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. He does not say that he will never eat more. This were to destroy himself and to commit to a heinous sin, to prevent the sin and fall of a brother. Such evil must not be done that, that good may come of it. But though it was necessary to eat, it was not necessary to eat flesh. And therefore, rather than occasion sin in a brother, he would abstain from it as long as he lived. He had such a value for the soul of his brother that he would willingly deny himself in a matter of liberty and forbear any particular food which he might have lawfully eaten and might like to eat rather than lay a stumbling block in the weak brother's way and occasion him to sin by following his example without being clear in his mind whether it were lawful or not. Note, we should be very tender of doing anything that might be an occasion for stumbling to others. Though it may be innocent in itself, liberty is valuable. 
but the weakness of our brother should induce and sometimes bind us to waive it. We must not rigorously claim nor use our own rights to the hurt and ruin of our brother's soul and so to the injury of our Redeemer who died for him. When it is certainly foreseen that my doing what I may forbear will occasion a fellow Christian to do what he ought to forbear, I shall offend, scandalize, or lay a stumbling block in his way, which to do is a sin, however lawful the thing which itself, the thing which itself be to the thing which itself is to be done. And if we must be so careful not to occasion other men's sin, how careful should we be to avoid sin ourselves? If we must not endanger other men's soul, how much should we be concerned not to destroy our own soul? Today, I pray that God will continue to surrender every single year of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that God can help us to always consider how our actions may have a negative impact on those who are spiritually weak around us. We are our brothers and sisters keepers and our actions must always take into consideration this very important fact. It is exactly what Jesus would do and exactly what his disciples are required to do if they are going to say that they are followers of Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this powerful word and the reminder that we should do everything in our power never to do anything that would cause our brother to stumble. As you said in this reading, causing my brother to stumble is a sin. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Help us, Lord, to do what is right. Give us the power to do what is right, we pray, through Jesus Christ, O Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.